It can be immensely valuable because we've already built a relationship with these people over time. We know them, they know us, and we can add value that maybe, you know, if they're looking at getting an institutional capital partner, it takes years to build that relationship in some cases. And with Groundbreaker, if you're on the platform and you've been working with us for some time, the relationship is already established. And so getting that access to capital to be able to push you further into the institutional world can be achieved faster. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Coming to you live from the GOB Network multi at the Groundbreaker Podcasting Station. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss. Like we say, coming to you live from Chicago, it's great to be here with an incredible guest, the founder of Groundbreaker, right here at the Groundbreaker Podcasting Station. What a coincidence. Jake Marmelstein. It's amazing to be able to be here with you. I can't believe you've come all this way to be able to hang out with us today. That's really what it's all about. You know, it's just about hanging out. You know, I love to do this and I'm so glad to host you finally on the podcast. We've been waiting for a long time. So I'm excited to hear more about what got you started, how you broke into the ground with Groundbreaker and, you know, where you're going with it. Because it sounds like an exciting journey. It is making a big difference, hopefully going to be making a disruption in the syndication space. So give us, uh, our listeners, a little bit of a background, Jake. What were you doing before this? How did you get into the real estate space? Okay, so a long time ago, I was underwriting distressed hotels for a REIT, and that's kind of how I broke into real estate. I did some background studies in real estate finance from university and applied my skills while I was working at this REIT. So if you can imagine the typical analyst who's underwriting deals, putting together financial models, they're spending a lot of their time in the weeds of, you know, doing the work and shuffling around paper. You know, times have evolved and now we're using a few more tools. Right. Digital paper. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Right. But copy and pasting, you know, yada, yada, email. So I was frustrated and that frustration seeded the idea behind a modern platform where you can put together all the information you need to pitch an investor, pitch an investment, evaluate a deal all in one space. And that was what became Groundbreaker early when it started. And I don't have a technology background. I was able to gather together a team and inspire a few folks about the vision of where we're going, what we want to do, how can we remove the bottlenecks and friction out of this very complex manual process and just make it more streamlined by sharing the deal information on the internet. What a novel idea. Yeah. Everyone who wants to invest in a deal needs, I don't know if they need, but it definitely streamlines the process of being able to invest through that. Before we get ahead of ourselves, tell us a little bit about, you know, for someone who doesn't know what Groundbreaker is, what an investment management software or whatever, however you want to I don't know if that's the name or the term you want to use. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, when we started Groundbreaker, there was no name for it. And that was part of the problem because selling a product that was so new into the market, you have to educate people on what the actual problem is. 
And it's actually shifted so much from the early days to now when in the early days we were talking about saving time and automating your work. Depending on the audience you're talking to, it's about appearing professional and impressing your investors by having a put together, you know, crisp presentation to share. So Groundbreaker is a system that allows a real estate deal sponsor to house all their deals, all their investors, all their investments, and all their documents in one place. And they can streamline and automate functions like fundraising, right. document signing, collecting on capital, and they can have a place to be able to report to their investors, upload documents, share their K-1s, share reports, be able to provide portfolio reporting. And investors can log in and see all that information from one place. The part about Groundbreaker that helps both sides is that there's no friction and no bottleneck to be able to get access to the deal information or your investment portfolio information. And for somebody who's, you know, a stock investor, yeah. you can go into your brokerage account, you can look at your portfolio, mm -hmm. and you can buy positions, you can sell positions, you can see your tax information. It's the same thing basically for real estate, but it took really until now and the evolution of the internet, the passing of the Jobs Act, and a number of other things for people to be able to go mainstream with this kind of technology. That's awesome. So would you call yourself, you know, one of the pioneers in this space? I don't want to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is not going to be here listened to by anyone, don't worry. No, I'm just kidding. This is just the thing, you know, every little bit of innovation is just, you know, a pivot constantly towards what the end product is, and the end product continues to evolve. So this is just one more step closer to having, you know, structured data and information available on the Internet where people can make it actionable. And, you know, that's what Groundbreaker is doing. And, you know, the next wave is going to be that much more automated and streamlined to be able to take more of the administrative work out of it. So I think this is just one small piece of a greater vision of making real estate investing almost, you know, as simple as investing in stocks and bonds. On the yeah, market. hopefully. I mean, it should be. Why isn't it, right, that accessible to the world. I mean, there are those limitations to, you know, of needing to be an accredited investor for a lot of people. Those are some of the holdbacks. But is it just because something like this never existed before? I think it's also about the infrastructure in the space. So you think about all the other companies, the services, the technology, the education that needs to take place for you to be able to launch a movement it takes time and mm. everybody needs to evolve with it. Right. So I think that's happening with real estate. It's true. Commercial real estate happens to be one of like the most archaic industries out there. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, property appraisals, like all of that is on its way to getting automated, right? It's on its way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. These are things that need to get automated, need to be put online, need to be able to be accessed by more people, more transparency. So I think it's great what you're doing. I want to kind of shift this in a little bit of a different direction, if you don't mind. Just about yourself and being a you know, tech startup founder. Mm -hmm. Not having a background in tech, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, obviously you mentioned having finding the right team members, the right, you know, co-founders, people to come along the journey with to help build the system out. But how is it for you as someone in the space? Like, 
what is your kind of day by day? What does that look like? Well, it's a lot of talking to people, understanding and exploring and discovering their pains and networking and putting pieces together to connect the dots, to be able to have a robust vision that's going to solve the problems in the space. And then being able to share that vision with all the other stakeholders in the company and out of the company so that you can motivate people to be able to realize that vision. You know, it's a little bit of the role of the CEO and the visionary and founder, whether you're internally facing or externally facing. A lot of moving parts running a company. Well, yeah, and I don't pretend to do all of it either. So we have a lot of people in the business that handle different pieces of the puzzle. And over the years, I've found what it is that I'm really good at and the things that I'm you know, not good at. And that's like half the battle is really understanding where you can make the biggest impact. And for me, it's around that, you know, that piece of having the vision, owning the vision, and then being able to distill that down to the people in the company so that we can move forward with an operational plan to execute. That's awesome. And that's really the characteristics of a leader, right? Someone who knows what everyone's good at, finds the right people to do the right job and have the vision to get them there, bring them together. Yeah, and maybe, you know, early on when I was doing this, I would manage top-down, but it's been a lot more clear for me to get some of the best ideas and push them from the bottom up, actually. Mm -hmm. So I routinely talk to my customer service team and ask them about, you know, what are the biggest pains that customers are facing? And I learn from them, you know, it's a more efficient process at this stage in the game where we have, you know, hundreds of customers that are telling me what are the common themes that they're seeing. So I don't need to talk to every single one of the customers to be able to get that same insight. That's awesome. I think that's a smart way to do it. Absolutely. From being exposed to all of these, you know, syndicators, these real estate companies that you are working with, Mm -hmm. has that rubbed off on you at all in terms (laughs) of getting involved in the real estate space? Yeah, you know, I've helped a few different groups get up off the ground and running when it comes to getting into syndications, building their investment decks, knowing how to position themselves to investors, learning about the ins and outs of the legal and regulatory side and just save them a ton of time and frustration having to get something up and off the ground. And it's easy for me because I've been doing it for so long. So that's kind of the part I play when I'm working with other groups. And most of my, you know, all my focus is really on Groundbreaker, but I get energized with helping emerging syndicators or up and coming operators be able to navigate through some of those early learnings that are usually very cost prohibitive or just really time consuming. Yeah. Is that what you say is your kind of target audience? Those people that are breaking the ground, so to speak? (laughs) Sorry for using that pun too often, but, you know, the newer syndicators, people who are starting out and maybe haven't done their first deal yet or are, you know, in the process of doing their first deal or two. Yeah. A lot of the work that we provide on Groundbreaker helps somebody who already has either a real estate deal or a portfolio or has paid for their legal docs, has an attorney, and is really looking for the right deal to be able to raise capital with. We are somewhere beyond the point of education and before they're really exploding and growing. So there's a very sort of special time for us to get involved. And that's why we're at places like these, where we meet a lot of people who are just getting on their way. 
Right, but you do a lot of education. I mean, on the platform itself, right, Groundbreaking, you have a tremendous a wealth, I would say, of articles and resources for syndicators and for real estate investors to learn about all the different aspects of real estate investing. Yeah, we have. That's actually what we're trying to drive people here towards is starting at education, giving them access to templates where they can do pitch books, cash flow calculators, anything that gets them further along and really being able to get to that point where they're confident and can syndicate a deal. And we have partners to help on the legal side, accounting side. So we're also connected and helping our clients, whether they're ready to do a deal or they're be early, you know, get the resources they need for sure. That's awesome. Sounds like a one-stop shop almost, you know? Well, we're working in that direction. Not yet, <laughs> but there's so much more we can do. Yeah. That's awesome. On that line of thought, like, where do you see it going in the next, you know, three to five years? So... If you can share some of that vision with us. Yeah, you know, the big problems that real estate operators who are just starting out are facing is access to capital. They have... Big, big yeah, time. they end up getting good deal flow and they learn how to underwrite. I don't think they're needing as much help there, but getting capital, getting the right people on their team involved who can help them get the debt, get reasonable terms and then be able to close. That's something that a lot of people struggle with and they're concerned with being able to fund a deal. So they might not even take it on because they're not sure if they have the funding available. And we want to be able to solve part of those problems by providing access to capital to the clients that are on board the Groundbreaker platform at some level. Wow, kind of like an exclusive pool of investors. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, something like that, maybe. We'll see what ends up turning out on those lines. I'm excited because I'm behind you. I'm a big supporter of Groundbreaker, and I kind of have learned from you and kind of believe in the vision and seeing where this is going because it's something that is necessary, I think, for syndicators, for real estate investors to have a platform like this that they can streamline all their processes. And the more robust it is that has access to, like you said, resources to other vendors or other service providers and even filling the capital stack down the road would make it so much more beneficial. So that's why I think it's a good place to go. And I think it has a lot of growth potential. Yeah, the process of real estate is generally fragmented. And the way we see the world is that we want to remove the bottlenecks in the process. We want to leverage data and information so that it's available and it can be used to automate and streamline more of the tasks that take out our time. And so we're looking at every single way that we can do that, starting with real estate investing and the investment process, and then going you know, further, wider and wider along the sides of it so that we can be more impactful and provide an all-in-one service to our customers. Sure. And do you see Groundbreaker as itself, as it is right now, partnering up with some of these deals on different levels? Possibly, yes. We've got to be careful not to ever get in a place where we're competing with our customers. Right. You don't want to have a conflict of interest. No. You know, our platform houses deals and investors, which all belong to our customers. And so mm -hmm. if we end up partnering, we're bringing our own capital to the table, our own expertise to the table to help our customers out. And in that way, I think it can be immensely valuable because we've already built a relationship with these people over time. We know them, they know us, and we can add value that maybe, you know, if they're looking at getting an institutional capital partner, it takes years to build that relationship. 
in some cases. And with Groundbreaker, if you're on the platform and you've been working with us for some time, the relationship is already established. And so getting that access to capital to be able to push you further into the institutional world can be achieved faster. Wow. Sounds like a sweet deal. <laughs> well. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> when that happens. I'm giving you the cake, not the recipe. Let's see. That's true. Okay. We'll enjoy it while we can. Jake, I want to transition now to what we call the final four. These are four questions I ask all of my guests on the Weiss Advice Podcast. First question for you is, what is the worst job that you ever had? This is going to make me sound like a privileged person, but yeah, I you know, hated working. I worked in a Johnny Rockets one time and I swear I hated it. <laughs> they told me how to make the fries. <laughs> My parents were, I was like maybe 13 or 14 years old and they were like, it's time to get a job, son. So they started <laughs> charging food. me rent. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. So I ended up working there and miserable job. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of our guests, interestingly enough, not that I recall that young, but a lot of people talking about jobs they had in, in high school that working fast food, it just, it's not fun. No. But from a systems perspective, I mean, they had that business as a well-oiled machine. So it's very interesting. And you can learn a lot depending on your perspective, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really the goal in life, trying to learn from every situation. And that's why I asked this question is like, what did you learn from your worst experience in the business world, you know? I ended up doing a project when I was in my systems operations class in university on the restaurant operations and how they were able to fit all the kitchen equipment in and how people, you know, work through the kitchen and how that kind of increased their time and their average revenue per seat inside of the restaurant because of the way they planned everything out. And, you know, I guess as I got older and more mature, I could appreciate that kind of experience that much more. Sure, but that's from the business, from the guy working the fries. You learn something else. Get a I'm college sure. education. <laughs> <laughs> Second question, what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? The cold start problem, it's all about building networks, building network effects, and talks about different startup companies that have become wildly successful and analyzing what it was that was contributing factor to these networks that they built, like Uber, Airbnb. How did they get such rapid growth? Hmm. And trying to break that down and study it like a science. Wow, and then apply it to mm -hmm. whatever field you're in. Yep. That's amazing. Okay, the cold start pro The cold start problem. Problem, okay, we're gonna put that in the show notes. That's definitely going to be one on my next reading list. Third question, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? You know, language acquisition has always been a thing for me. I love to speak different languages, foreign languages, and I think that you connect better with people the more you know and when you can speak in their native tongue. And I'd like to learn how to speak Italian. Italian? Mm -hmm. What do you speak currently? <laughs> speak Spanish and Portuguese. Well, that would be pretty easy then. Yeah, it's close. They're close. Yep. They're very related. Yeah. You got to live and breathe the language. So I'm trying to give myself a one that's attainable right. versus something like Russian. But <laughs> Well, it's relatable. That's the thing. Like, you know, Italian is very related to Spanish and you know, the conjugations and everything. Exactly. Grammar structure is very related. Not like Hebrew. Hebrew is like totally different from like everything. Been trying. It's, yeah. <laughs> but you got to immerse yourself. You know, that's really the thing. 
Fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? Success for me is, it's like actually, you know, I like the definition that Tony Robbins has to success. And I might be butchering this, but it was like, you spend time doing what you want with whom you want, however you know, much you want. And I just think success is choice, you know, yeah. freedom of choice. That's awesome. That's really what it's all about. We're all trying to strive for that if we haven't yet achieved it. So finally, Jake, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? Well, I'm in Chicago and on the internet at groundbreaker.co and on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn can be pretty active and I'm happy to respond to any direct messages or you can email me at jake at groundbreaker.co. Awesome. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate you taking the time today. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, Yona. Well, this has been definitely enlightening. Wanted to thank our listeners for listening and tuning in once again. You guys are awesome. And once again, coming to you from the Groundbreaker podcasting station here at the GOB Networking Conference in Chicago, Illinois. This is Yona Weiss signing off and telling you again, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.